Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music, including my new track, Dog Park, is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you get an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Stevie Nicks. I've learned as time passes, all the things you're afraid of will come and they will go, and you'll be all right. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 87. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you this week on a stormy day here at my family's cabin outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Well, week one of teaching drawing class and directing the theater and music play for summer school is in the books and going well. Excited for our original musical play, Chuck, a celebration of the music of Chuck Berry, to debut on Thursday, June 22nd at 11.15 a.m. at the Turtle Lake School Auditorium. Don't miss it! Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota. Nice to have the incomparable Wags back in the mic hosting Ladies in New Holt Night. Friday, I played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. First show there out on the patio. My new Vornado fan kept the bugs and mosquitoes off me for the most part, and it was a fun audience that really dug hairband 80s covers. Saturday, I played a wedding in Timberland, Wisconsin. Ceremony music, dinner music, and the first dances made it a long day for me, but folks seemed to enjoy it, and no one threw anything at me, so I'm happy. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, June 14th, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, June 16th, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 8 to 11 p.m. Guest this week is part one of three with popular singer-songwriter and acoustic guitar whiz Nikki Pepper. We discuss recording her new album, Holy Guacamole, Dick Spar, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Miss Nikki Pepper, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. We are here at Farm Table in downtown Amory, Wisconsin here, Happy having place. a coffee and an iced tea here in a beautiful summer day, and uh, thanks for meeting up. Thank you. You have the same car as my dad. Really? <laughs> Run around Sue. 
Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. The Dion song? Yes. Oh, wow. I used to, you ever covered that song? No, I love it, though. Yeah, I used mm-hmm. to cover that song. Now I, co- I cover, what Dion song do I cover? Um, the Wanderer. Oh, when I'm the type of guy who will never settle down. Where pretty girls are, well, you know that I'm around. I kiss them and I love them, cause to me they're all the same. I hug them and I squeeze them, they don't even know my name. They call me the Wanderer. Oh, yeah. Did you do that on Thursday? Um, I might have. classic songs. I might have. You've been bringing them out lately. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Trying to mix it up, you know, one of everything pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nikki and I, I played a show kind of doing the Curtain Jerker opening set for her and Sarah Van Velkenberg at Shiners in Lakeland. Yeah. A few weeks ago, and it was a lot of fun. I was really impressed with Nikki's show. I've always heard about her. We've always played the same rooms. I've met you probably a number of times at Nova and things like that. So, yeah. but I asked Nikki, and it worked out good. I'm teaching summer school in uh, Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, and her folks happen to live out here in Amory, so it worked out very well to meet up for a, a podcast. So, um, yeah, we're talking about her YouTube. I've been listening to Nikki's YouTube stuff all morning, and you just handed me a CD. What CD is this? You just handed me. Okay, so. I'm working on my solo album right now, but mm-hmm. this is the m- most previous project before it. I think this is um, one of the outtakes that my mom had <laughs> laying around, so I wanted to bring it for you because I don't have any other ones like left in hard copy. Uh-huh. It's The Big Smooch. That was a duo that we had done for about six months, um, and then I won a contest, so we needed to like, all of a sudden have a product, so we had to hop in the studio, get it recorded really quick, so it's basically acoustic. Uh-huh. Um, there's like, I don't know, eight songs or something in there. But. What was the contest? Oh, God. Uh, the Holy Guacamole. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so it was Holy Guacamole, like the guacamole makers from Texas. They did, um, like, it was basically like a songwriter showcase open mic thing, and they hosted it in New Orleans, Nashville, Minneapolis, L.A., and I can't remember what. There's like... And then there was an online submission. So there's like six people that they chose. I won the Minneapolis one. And then they gave me like 500 bucks. I got to go on the TV. Nice. It was so exciting. But then they were like, they wanted a copy of the song and I didn't have it. I didn't have it recorded. Is that the YouTube one that says winner of that? And it's the song, it's the song for the storm, right? Or ahead of the storm. Ahead of the storm. I drink so I can sleep and I write so I can think and I play so I can eat till I walk the streets at night. People say that I'm just living for the. That's probably one of my favorite songs of yours that I oh. listen on YouTube today. Thank it's you. It's got the cool lines about, you know, I play to eat and I, you know, drink to sleep and stuff. Those are some great lines. That's Thank a really you. catchy song. Thank you. And you wrote that song? I did, yeah. It was it's like this honest. anthem manifesto kind of thing. It's kind of just like, well, okay, do you know where, like, maybe this hasn't happened to you, but there's significant times in my life where I remember someone, like, specifically telling me to just stop playing music. Like, I'm not going to go anywhere. You're wasting your time, basically. And so I had a guy... Um, basically rant to me on the phone about how I'm never going to make it, like I'm never going to 
just to basically not get my hopes up. So I cried for like three days and then I had to struggle with like, what does that mean? Making it like, what does that even mean? So I, I wrote the song kind of trying to explore that. Yeah. Who said that? What do they mean by making it? Like American Idol making it? I don't know. He he just, uh, he was someone that had played years ago and now he does other things. He drinks a lot, but he, he, just said, if I can't go anywhere, you're not going to go anywhere, basically. Oh, yikes. Yeah. But you're a full-time musician, aren't you? Yeah. And how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been doing it, so about the last six months I've been doing just solo. Before then, I was doing the big smooch. Uh-huh. Um, and that was just full-time. And then um, before that was Firefly, which was our band. So maybe seven years total. That and that's not making it, you know. I think it just it. I mean, I struggle with that too, Dude. you know. Uh, yeah, I think if a person can make some kind of a living making music, I mean, really, what else is there, you know? Right. Um, might not be Rayleigh Montaigne here. I think that's what they're playing above us, isn't it? I love his voice. Will not seem to leave my mind alone. Well, I've been by woman. But you know, you got to keep at it for sure. It was such interesting timing because um, I was asked to go to this. It, it's like a musical retreat. It's called the Music Motel in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and it's owned by a great couple and. They, they basically bring in songwriters from around the country, and then you, you don't know anybody, you know. So, you all get together in a big group, and then they spin a bottle and put you in groups, and then you take a piece of art, you write a song about the art with these people that you don't know, and then you record it. So you write it, record it with multiple groups, like three or four groups throughout the week, and then at the end you put on a big show for all the songs that you wrote. So. Wow, was there people <laughs> in that group that you connected well with? Yeah, yeah, it was like, by the end, it was like, you get teary-eyed, you know, like, you become family, kind of. How about that you didn't connect with? Uh, you know, I kind of kept to myself. <laughs> I mean, there was just, um, I think, you know, in any group with artists, you know, you're, it was just mostly a really, I think we got really lucky, because it was just a really nice group of people, but they do this a couple times a year. Okay. Um then I had a, a minute to myself, so I went back to the hotel room and I just sat and wrote that. Nice. Yeah, it was healing. That reminds me, and I used to work for this publishing company in Nashville for 10 years. They'd have us down early in the days, you know. Um, what was that like? Oh, it was cool. There was no money in it. I mean, it was just whatever. But it was a good songwriting thing. I spent a lot of time getting in there, but... But our publishing company used to have this thing where they'd have all their writers come mm-hmm. once a year or whatever. We'd all write songs together, and they'd have people come and talk to us or whatever, and, and we'd go play a gig later that night. And so we'd work with all these people, and some people would get along with and write some cool songs. I had one song signed for to, like, last year with this one guy I met once. We hung out and wrote this song. Then there's other artists to work with. You'd, I didn't say two words, and we just hated each other instantly. <laughs> <laughs> The I guy mean, was a to- he was a total asshole. He said they walk in the door. Okay, it's interesting. Big personalities, right? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, you can just see somebody and go, yeah, I don't 
Want to hang out with them? I don't think. No. <laughs> so that is kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So you're recording a new album, and you're recording that with Kurt Jorgensen? Yes. Where's his studio? Um, it's in St. Gray Falls. Um, him and Brianna Tag are Brianna's um, like co-hosting or not co-hosting. I'm thinking about us. She's co-producing, um, and they have a cottage like overlooking the bluff in St. Gray Falls. Okay. And it's just beautiful. The downstairs, he just renovated it, and there was a sauna down there and stuff. So he turned it into a vocal booth, and they've just got guitars everywhere and everything. It's just. It's been such a cool experience. I've never done a solo album before. So. Really? Yeah. How long have you been recording it? A mm, couple months, maybe two and a half months, maybe. And how many tracks are going to be on the record? Ten total. Ten? Yep. We've got six that are like mixed right now. So. Okay. And how did you get hooked up with those guys to do this? Um, Kurt has been kind of a mentor to me over the years. Um, I just remember like when I was starting out, he contacted me and was like, I've been hearing about you. I'd like to hear your music. So he's kind of taken me under his wing, I think, just checking in once in a while. And then he kept going after me saying, you know, you need to get your solo album. You need to. And then he's like, I feel like I want to capture your voice. I want to, I want the challenge to be able to do that. And he's like, I think I can. And. I was listening to the playback um, the last time we were in there, and I just started crying because it was like he's handling it with such care. You know, it's just, it just feels like mine. So are you playing multiple instruments on your upcoming record? No, I'm mostly singing. I'm doing some harmonies and things, um, and then I'm playing some guitar. Um, but we're bringing in people that are way better than me, <laughs> like do the parts and stuff. When I saw you at Shiner's a few weeks ago, I thought you were an excellent guitar player. That's actually the Thank first thing you. I picked up on was that, that your so nice. uh, that was your rhythm rhythm stuff, and it was just really really good. There was a song I heard on YouTube. I should check what it was. That really I thought featured that really well. Mountainside. Oh. I used to play. was kind of a cool song and it was a mixture with uh with the johnny cash no you it first of all yeah it was circle be unbroken right and it yeah. was some song about you're talking about your mother or something like that or some or talking with god or something like yeah. that wasn't it just this yeah. heavy cool song with this folky melody to it and then at the end you kind of tell it's it's circle be unbroken or whatever but that was really cool driving finger picking and rhythm guitar thank you i don't do that song a whole lot that kind of came more like I felt like that was like a gift that you know how like sometimes a song will come to you super fast like 20 minutes yeah. and it's out that was kind of I was struggling like with the idea of like feeling like I could never quite be enough I could never quite do it good enough or whatever and it just I felt like God was like you don't have to try so hard you're you're good like you're fine um, who else is going to play guitar in your record so Kurt is, um, 
Brianna did a little bit. We're just kind of taking turns, like, juggling things. Um, I used a pick for the first time ever. Really? Yeah. I noticed you didn't use a pick. <laughs> right. I, I don't can't think finger pick at all. You, you just, I like. I think I'm going deaf. I like to hear it, you know. Oh, yeah. I think uh, it's hard when you're a rock and roller. You're used to loud music. Yeah. And it's nice to hear yourself. Yeah. So when when did you start doing this finger picking style? Who's your finger picking guitar influences? Um, well, I it was more just listening to music, trying to create a sound that was full and interesting. And because you know, you know, from playing by yourself, you want to try to put as much into the show and make it as entertaining yeah. as possible. You are incredibly entertaining. Well, I love watching much. you on Thursday. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> This little kid just walked up to us and scowled at us, started crying, and walked away. <laughs> oh, I thought she started crying. Yeah, it's a couple musicians. Yep. yep. Kind of like, creepy. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> kind of creepy. Probably. Oh, but I was wondering, like that. Yeah. <laughs> With all that, that's what it reminds me of is your finger picking is very rhythmic and very, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff going on in your guitar playing. And I was actually wondering at the time is because all my stuff, all my gimmicks, like, the loop pedal or lead solos and stuff in harmonica, that's all like out of necessity because I hire other musicians. Or I was playing by myself and I was getting bored. Right. And I can tell you're covering other different chairs too. Because like, I get like, bored too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So I hope oh. you feature some of that on your new record for sure. Oh, thank you. Um, what's the title of your new record? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, we're, we've, we've got the six songs down and I've got four more. It was crazy. I found the first I tried to make, and I just, like, recorded myself and, like, burned it to a disc. So I guess maybe that was my first technical solo record, but there are no, like, copies available. It was called Shadow Box because I thought it sounded, like, angsty and interesting and artistic. But Okay. This one I don't know. Hmm. We could name it right now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Uh, tales from this tales from downtown Amory. I mean, it's an inspiring place. It is. Really. This place is really nice. This farm table place. Yeah. I've never been here before. My grandma just got put in a nursing home this last week, so I've been driving by here uh, quite a bit, and this looks really nice. Mm-hmm. When did this go up? Um, I think a year or so. I really don't know. Do you play here? Um, they they have music. I have not played here yet, but I know T. Galaxy played here not too long ago. Um, I think it would be a great space for it. I think it so too. Kind of Might be a little chill. echoey, but you never know. Right. Natural reverb. Yeah, I like to drown myself in reverb. Little <laughs> reverb courage or audio courage. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Oh yeah, it's yeah. true. Oh like yeah. The sound of like the voice dry can be like. I'm getting more used to it now because of the podcast stuff. But when oh. I was singing and recording, it's like engineer guy when I'd record it at the studio. It's like, yeah, just drown it in reverb as, as much reverb as possible just for me to hear. <laughs> so you can just like stop. Because I think you analyze it so much in your brain, don't you? Like, yeah. When you're listening back. I've always had so much trouble singing in a studio. Really? Are you having any trouble with that or are you just coming out fine? Um, I had to kind of relearn how to sing, actually. Oh, gosh. Um and it was exciting. It was very good. It was very growth-oriented. Uh, because when I first, when I was, so I was not in a good place emotionally, but I was not singing out. 
I was just kind of quietly. Thank you. Thank you, Miss. Um, I. Sure. She's nice. No, it's all good. Usually, yeah. I talk to the waitresses. Even we're <laughs> like, you want to get in? I don't on care. This. this is very loose. <laughs> I am having fun hanging out with you. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll finish. I want to tell you something though. Um, but with the singing, like I, when I got divorced, I was just like, I'm going to let it rip. I'm just going to let it out. I just need to. I'm sick of hiding or whatever. So I started singing very much, like to the point where it was like hurting my throat but it was Oof. it felt so good like let her up you know um but then just in working with kurt and like listening back and what you know how it sounds and whatever i've kind of learned to bring it in and focus it a little bit more you know um and i don't my throat doesn't hurt as bad okay so. you ever had them polyps or anything like that no i've got a friend dealing with that it sounds like it sucks suck Really? I've Have never, you had I, it? No, no. I never, but I you used to scream and stuff too. Now I just really? sing real quiet and high. Because you don't like, <laughs> I don't want to wreck it. Right. I feel like I'm wrecking it worse teaching summer school. Because you have having Screaming to yell at, at the kids. <laughs> they say the worst thing it shows is talking over music. Oh. It's worse for your voice than singing, is what I've heard. Oh. Uh, you know, that makes sense though. Because if you think yeah. about it, if you've been talking for a while, your throat gets Yeah, you're really talking worn really out. hard over everything, and then you're singing, you're, my, you're kind of pull it back and it's really mm-hmm. so yeah those loud rooms like plums and stuff like that right. talking over that's the worst thing you can do <laughs> yeah I used to I think that's why I go to the bathroom at every break because I just go <laughs> like this for a minute just to rest my voice for a couple minutes yeah <laughs> I don't smoke so I, just, I can't go outside and do that I know right <laughs> I used to do that and then I was like why I just Adding more. Were you, were you playing when they were smoking in all the bars? Um, in the very beginning, yeah, I remember. Well, and then, you know, Wisconsin went through that rebellious yeah. time, right, where it's like they kind of shut everything down, quote unquote, <laughs> and then everyone would light up. You know? Yeah, Dixon's old places were just brutal, oh, God. Yeah. just brutal with cigarette smoke, just oh. a haze. And singing in that, <laughs> I mean, it's like not even just being a smoker if you. Oh, God. Someone had been a smoker, but you're, like, smoking everybody else's cigarettes all at once. Oh, I'm glad that's gone. Yeah. So that's glad that's gone. I met you, I think, was Dick's. Really? Uh-huh. Yes, I remember. Um, you were, like, the first, like, songwriter, I think, that I saw perform locally. At Dick's? Yeah. I played there years and years ago. I, when I first started, that's where I'd play. Um, that's, I was like brand new. I was like going to open mics, really. You were like the first person that was just like writing songs and you had a song about a porch light. Oh. Yeah. I still think about that song. It's so beautiful. I was wondering if that was you. I think, I I remember that now exactly. Were you used to hang out with my old drummer, Teddy Jack? Yes. Now I remember that for sure. And I had an ex-husband that was not very Now I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were like, I "I don't want to play with her because I don't Now I remember the whole deal. (laughs) Yeah, that was a song called uh, uh, Fine. I've been rambling so long. I don't know who I am. Just as lost as I've ever been. I wish somebody take the time to tell me to tell me I'm fine. Mm. 
And I had that on hold when Travis Tritt had that on hold. No way. Through that publishing company. I forgot who else had it on hold, too. It was a long time ago. But that was a cool mm. song. That was, was one of those, like you say, just, just a quick little banger, then just comes out of you, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to capture one again. And, right. And it never is the same. But right. Yeah, I remember I, Travis Tritt, he, had this, he was on this record label called Category 5 Records, mm. and somehow he had that song on hold or whatever. Wow. And we opened for him in Rochester at some golf course, and so I wanted to meet him and and then uh, ask him about this song, you know? Yeah. So I walked up to him, and we got to, I said, I just want to meet him. So walked up to him, he was like a mannequin or like an, like an embalmed body or something. He's kind of standing up like, hey, Travis, what's up, man? And you hear my song? I don't know if he did or didn't. He just kind of nodded his head, took a picture, whatever. I'm like, this guy even alive? Is he a mannequin? Is he a zombie? <laughs> Can I pinch him right Jesus now? Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, it's like, anyway, or is, is he a robot? Then it's in. So I was like, then he goes on stage and just has this great show. I mean, just sells the whole thing. Sounds wow. like a million bucks. Like, is this even the same guy? So Yeah, it's like, was he conserving to- energy or something I don't for know, the performance? Uh, the romantic in me wishes it was like a double that he hired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Creative minds. Creative anyway, solutions. But uh, so when did you start playing around the area and getting out of the open mic kind of stuff? Well, um, actually, so, you know, Agave, which used to be the Twisted Grill, if you remember, that's where I first started going to open mic. So the owner offered me to do every Wednesday for three hours, but I only had an hour and a half worth of material. So I played the hour and a half. I took a long break, and then I just played the hour and a half again. It was so bad, and most most of them were, like, crappy originals, like, not, I mean, I was, like, green, you know, and... So this woman was, like, the Midwest, like, kickboxing champion or something. She was there one night, and it was, like, my second time doing it, I think. And I was so nervous, and she had had some to drink, and she was very intense. So I had gone outside to kind of just between, you know, my break, whatever. She came out there, and she was like, if you don't start doing more covers and playing different songs, like people won't know how to relate to you. She like got in my face and was like giving me this super, super intense pep talk about how I basically just need to learn some sing-along covers and maybe learn three hours of music. <laughs> and she was totally right. And it was it made me cry. I mean, it was so intense at the time. But then I never forgot that. I went home and I just I said I can't do this gig anymore. I had to I went home and I just practiced and practiced and practiced. And then yeah. like a year later um, I worked at a dude ranch for a little while. A what? Uh, yeah, a dude ranch. So I got to be like the featured, one of the featured musicians on the dude ranch. We put on like little shows. What's a dude ranch? Okay, it's like city slickers. It's like where people go and they spend a lot of money. They bring their family and like hang out on a ranch basically. And we were like hosting them. So I was the baker slash musician there. I got to play. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I started like playing in front of people more and then when we came back after the summer was over, I just started playing, trying to wow. put things, yeah. A dude ranch. Yeah, it was wild. That's <laughs> something I've never had about all the 80-some episodes so far of the podcast. I've never heard someone talk about being on a dude ranch. Okay, Nikki Pepper, thanks for being in the Mark Seri Music Podcast. You want to do hey. part two? Is that okay? You want to do another episode? Is that okay? Oh, my gosh. I would be honored. So Thank I do you. the story behind the song segment, and so I generally play a song of, of the featured artist at the end of the podcast. So mm. um, can I play the 
Ahead of the Storm song? Sure. That's my favorite one. Do you have any sure. more stories about that song? I recorded it, or you kind of already talked about how you put it all together. Um, yeah, the only thing that happened recently was my cousin, um, his little daughter's like a year and a half, I think, and they sent me a little video of her singing that song. And then it's like, I walk the streets at night, and she's like, streets <laughs> she's just singing out it's the cutest thing people it just people seem to kind of like it so nice thank you well thank nikki you for thanks sharing. for being on the show and please tune in next week for part two thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the mark Sterry music podcast Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time.
someone back home Forever on my mind Yes, I hated to lose him Was always leaving him behind Stop.